Tonight, we have uh, the privilege of having Prophet Bob Hawk here with us, and m- many of you know him, right? Many of you have, have a history with him, and some of you that are newer here, you, you're like, well, well, who's Bob? Bob has been uh, a man of God that's been foundational in, in my life and in many of your lives, foundational in the work here in Lancaster at Church of the Word. When Apostle Dale started this work, it wasn't long, and he had um, Prophet Bob Hawk come in and, and join with the work, and so he spent a number of years here um, at the onset of this church here in Lancaster, and so tonight we have him back again, and he operates, as many of you know, those of you that are newer, I'll talk to you for a moment. He operates in the prophetic gifting. or That's why we call him Prophet Bob. And we don't do that because uh, we just like to put strange titles on people. We do that because when we put the right title on something, you know what to expect from that. For example, if you go to the mechanic shop, you don't say doctor to the guy at the mechanic, right? You, you understand that his title is mechanic and you're expecting to receive uh, help with your vehicle. Well, if you go to the doctor... You don't call him a mechanic, do you? You don't take your car to the hospital for them to fix your car. No, you go to the doctor expecting to receive from that person something to help you in the body. Well, we refer to the man of God as Prophet Bob because he walks in that prophetic office. And um, you say, well, what does that look like? Well, it looks much like it does for any other speaker that gets up. And last week I explained to you how to receive from an apostle, how to receive from a prophet, and I told you that you do it the same way that you do from anybody else that's speaking in this pulpit. You look to the Lord, right? You look to the Lord, you come, you hear intelligently, and then you act upon the Word. So tonight, um, I want to encourage you to, as it says in Thessalonians, you know, that we should test prophecies. What does that mean, test them? It says, hold on to the good. Remember in Acts 17, the, the, there was a group of people that were the, called the Bereans. And it says that they were, they were more honorable than the Thessalonican people because they received with gladness the word, but that they eagerly, they examined the scriptures to see if these things were so. Right? So they received it eagerly but always through the filter of the Word of God. And so tonight, as you look to the Lord to hear from Him, you look to the Lord to receive from Him, I want to encourage you that if, you know, the man of God doesn't need to call you by name for you to receive, say, well, that prophetic word was for me. Right? The Lord can tell you that was for you. It may be for a dozen people in the room. Right? But he will bear witness to your spirit on the inside and say, you know what, that's for you, pay attention. And so then you lay hold of it and you grab hold of it and you, you, you believe God for it to come to pass in your life. And what did, what did Jen tell us? She talked to us about the seed, the time, and the harvest. Right? Sowing and receiving. So allow the Word of God to be sowed into you. And then expect to receive a harvest on that, on that deposit that, that Prophet Bob will make tonight. All right, Bob, if you would come and, and I'll pray with you. And those of you that are in the front row, you might want to fasten your seatbelts. Because <laughs> it's going to be good. Amen. I believe that. Yeah. 
Father, I thank you for bringing the man of God here to us tonight. Thank you for the word that you've prepared in his heart. Lord, that you would minister in a way that's pleasing to you. And Thoral, Lord, we, we ask for your help to get out of our own way and just allow you to move fully and freely and to have free reign in us and here in this place tonight. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, and amen. Good evening. How are we all doing? Fabulous. Well, stand up. Let's just lift our hands and allow our hearts to be prepared that the entrance of His Word will bring light, illumination to each and every one of us. We certainly live in a day and an hour where we need more and more and more. So I'll just ask you to say, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, my heart is open. I'm asking you to fill my heart with revelation, wisdom, insight, direction, purpose. Any confusion has to go in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. The spirit of wisdom, revelation of the knowledge of you will explode in my heart tonight. Lord, I thank you. My heart is prepared, and I believe I will receive all that you have for me, and I give you praise for it in the name of Jesus. Well, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Can you shout amen? amen. Well, you can be seated in His presence. John, I'm not certain what we need here, I, just so you're handy, uh, I, I've had quite a week here, and uh, I, I had some time up here in the sanctuary when there wasn't anybody here the other day, With uh, I was here uh, doing Bible school with the students, and so excited to come and to be with them because I knew they just had got back from a trip that was totally life-changing for all three of them. And uh, I was probably more excited than they were. And uh, I just love it because I know missions changed my life way back when I first went into Mexico in the early years. And I've never been the same ever since. Thank you, Jesus. You wouldn't want me to be. Hallelujah. Can you say amen to that? So when I was praying, I felt the Lord showed me a vision. There's times I, I, you know, I see things and it's not like, Baby, I've been to the movie shows, you know. It's just an inward knowing, an inward witness of seeing things that you don't see with these eyes, you see with the spiritual eyes. And uh, So I want to explain to you or tell you what I've seen over this house. And understanding that uh, I expect whenever I come into... Uh, a fellowship, a church, a, a group of believers, for you to judge what I say, especially the pastor and the leadership. I certainly want you to know by no ever intention would I ever want to lead anybody down the wrong pathway. Would I ever want to say something that is not absolutely from the heart of God? Because one thing I do know, uh, I will stand before him and I'll give an account. And he scares me. I know he loves me, 
but I still carry the fear of the Lord. Amen. He's not a big meanie, and he always, he always forgives me and has mercy on me. I know you guys don't need any of that, but I need a good dose every day. I'm just very thankful that his mercy is new when? Every morning. And that great is his faithfulness. How about you? So I'm just going to read some things. And then I want to share a word. I I had a a, a privilege of, when I first got to know Pastor Sid and his lovely wife and family, I got a chance to go out to Colorado uh, and minister to just a group of passionate, passionate, passionate people that were absolutely head over heels in love with Jesus and and I can actually say today, as I witness, they're even more in love today. And uh, is there the church out there, CWI, was birthed and established. And uh, I had a chance to hang out with uh, some young couples. And, you know, when you get a little seasoning behind you, it's good to hang out with young blood. <laughs> because, you know, you're always saying, you know, Let, Lord, I'll just take some of that. You know, I love to be around four and five-year-olds because it's like that energy, you, you need to appreciate that, all right? Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, <clears throat> I believe in impartation, so when I get around them, I want impartation of energy. Do you understand me? Okay, amen. So when I was out there, uh, they'd ask uh, Brother John and I to go out, and we... Uh, we work well together because we're about as goofy as you can get, both of us. And uh, <clears throat> in other words, we might be nuts, but we're 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 on the screwed onto the right bolt. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. And when I was out there, I I I, I hate you know I don't like to scare people. They think well, the guy's weird. The Lord visits me, and. It's as real to me as if I'm sitting here beside these folks on the front row and just having conversation with them. And, you know, I, I don't, I'm not saying I see him physically. I just, his presence becomes so real and tangible. And then he starts telling me things that I wasn't aware of. I didn't know that. You understand me? I'm certainly not a rocket scientist. You guys could probably figure that out by the way I talk. I'm just a northwestern Pennsylvania redneck. That's pretty much the way you can label me. So, uh, you know, I believe in guns and shooting stuff and blowing up stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I still, yeah, I don't know. I, I might not be celebrated down here so much, but I still believe in it. You're probably not going to change my mind because it's fun, all right? <laughs> amen, amen. I know there's some rednecks in here too, okay? So I'm in the right company. Well, I, the Lord spoke to me out there, and I want to share that. I, you, maybe you've heard this. And this was a word that the Lord spoke to me. I, I released it to the church there. I knew it was for CWI there, as well as the people we were ministering to. But I knew that I knew that it was for the body of Christ. And especially those that would tolerate me and allow me to minister to them, Okay. So you guys qualify, all right? All right. He says, son, know this. This is 10-14-2021. Son, know this, that very shortly you will see major shifts which will bring great change to your nation. Then you will come to understand the reasoning for my need to shift, change, 
and for you to be rearranged as my church. Your nation and the nations of this world will begin to be rearranged by these shifts. And then he stated to me very clearly, harvest time has come. Not going to get here, it's already come. I'm shifting atmospheres and environments for many of my people to become refreshed, renewed, and refocused for my divine purpose to manifest. My purpose for their life will become their ultimate goal to be fulfilled in this season. This is what will cause the change to manifest to the nations as my people who are being led by my spirit have shifted into my divine purpose in this new season or this now season. They will enter into the grace for their place in my kingdom, causing the rearrangement of lives, structures, and culture as you have known them. The shifts have begun and there will be more to come. So keep your hearts open and pliable to me, saith the Lord. As you do this, you will know and understand that I have laid up in store for you to do and to accomplish in the season as the end time church. Let me read that one more time. As you do this, you will know and understand what I have laid up in store for you to do and to accomplish in this season as the end time church. He gave me Second Chronicles chapter 7, verses 14 through 16. I'll read it to you out of the Amplified Bible. If my people who are called by my name, I know you never heard that scripture, right? If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray, seek, crave, require of necessity my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer offered in this place. The place we're referring to was not the church as we see it, but it was you as we see it, because you are the temple of the Holy Ghost, and you are the temple of the living God, and Christ lives inside of you, and He is building the church so the gates of hell cannot prevail against it, and He is building it by the spirit of wisdom and revelation that is exploding into the hearts of mankind, and people are coming out of darkness into light. People are being raised up in this day and this hour. People are starting to hear things that they didn't know were possible, so they're starting to see things clearly because of the spirit of seeing and knowing has been released upon the body of Christ in this day and this hour and you might as well just go ahead and catch it. Amen? So, he says, for I have chosen and sanctified set apart for holy use this house. Now put your hand on here and say, this is the house he's talking about. Now, I believe he's talking about this house of CWI here in Landisville as much as he's talking about this house right here that lives up in the woods in northwestern Pennsylvania, all right? So, in other words, we're connected. We have the same daddy. So, we must be family. Amen? So, as I look at this, he says, For I have chosen and sanctified, set apart for holy use, this house, that my name will be there forever. My eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. Then he said, now speak to the watchmen. There's watchmen in this house. You know exactly who I'm talking about. You know the men and women that stand on the wall and watch over and protect 
understand they give us they give they receive assignments of of being watchmen on the wall of being what I'll call intercessors men and women of prayer that just they can't help themselves but they step into that arena of prayer and intercession and start praying for you can you say amen now we all ought to be that but I've come to find out that not everybody prays uh, that's probably not nobody here like that. But what I am saying is there's an anointing that comes on a person when they give themselves to intercession or prayer, and God will take them from faith to faith and glory to glory, and He'll continually give them more and more and show them more and more as they're responsible to do that which they do on a continual basis. Do you understand me? In other words, there's a ministry of prayer that is available to each and every one of us. See, one thing I've come to the conclusion of, you don't want to go for God until you spend time with Him. Amen? In other words, if you want to be a minister or minister in the capacity of what I'll call a, a man and woman of God standing in their ambassadorship as being an example of who Jesus Christ is, the, the best way to get a hold of that is to spend time with the Master Himself. And one of the ways we do that is in prayer, is in fellowship, in the Word, and then amongst each other. In other words, this is vital. This is important. We don't ever want to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. It's a matter of some do, and it's been disconnected throughout this United States from what took place about two years ago. Understand, thank God that this house didn't shut down. You might as well say amen. Aren't you glad he didn't give us a spirit of fear? Aren't you glad that you got power, love, and you have a sound mind? Aren't you glad that your mind is sound? Aren't you glad that God's for you, He's not against you? Aren't you glad it wouldn't even matter what's against you? Because God is for you, and I want to encourage you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah! He said, speak to the watchman, and he said, tell them to take their place in the Spirit and maintain in the grace for their place, to be strong and of good courage, each step of the way, this is the most vital place in my kingdom in order for my plans and purposes to be accomplished in this season of time. Stand over with the spirit of faith for my church. Stand and keep on standing. Stand and keep on standing. Say that with me. Stand and keep on standing. Now, as much as I know that that word was for that house, I will say that word is for this house as well. That word is for me as well as it is you. And I just want to encourage you. You can test that. You can look at it. I've seen, you know, because that was back in October now, and I've seen things happen. So I see things unfold as, as they go, and there's still more to come. Can you say amen to that? Has there been some great changes and what we understand is the church life, or we understand is the government, or as we understand the, the, the environment that's in the nations. Right now we understand that as I look out of these flags, this must be an international church. Huh? Yeah. Amen. Thank God it's a local body of believers, but I believe there must be a pretty big vision here at CWI. Either that or they just like to decorate the walls with flags. The expectation of his goodness, are you expecting the goodness of God to come upon you and overtake you? Good things are ahead of you, church. I want to encourage you. Good things are ahead of you. I'm just giving you what the Lord gave me when I was praying for you. Understand me? 
with, with you believe with me, will you believe with me, me personally, the things desired deep within shall come to pass. Will you believe that? Will you believe that the, the depths of your desires that you know are from God, that he placed the desires in your heart, that these two shall come to pass? Are we in agreement on that? Now, <clears throat> I'm going to ask you, what can you see? When you close your eyes, what do you see? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you understand? Is there a vision in your heart? Is there things that you, you, you see in the spirit of your life, in the spirit of, of fellowship with the Lord, that maybe you're not experiencing them in the natural yet, but you see them? You know they're just as real, that, that, that one day you'll walk in that. Oh, I want you to know today's a day of change, today's a day of breakthrough. There's three of you said amen. Well, I'm excited. Amen. We're going to rip the world apart. Glory to God. Populate heaven and plunder hell together. Can we do that? There's no time to waver, time to stand secure in my promise, so stand strong. You know faith, CWI. I said you know faith. You understand faith. You, you certainly have been operating in faith. If you haven't, just hang out, you'll get it, okay, so you can do it, because faith always comes how? By hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. But understand, we don't want to just be hearers, we've got to be what kind of doers. So, as, as you know faith, now listen and obey what the Spirit of faith will say. And this phrase he gave me, and I thought, this is unusual, Lord. The water is waiting for you, CWI, to walk on. I said, the water is waiting for you to walk on. And it's not the water that you'll walk on, it's the Word of God that you'll walk on, and it'll look like you're walking on water. It'll look like you're walking in the supernatural, but all along you're walking on the strength of the Word of the Lord. Do you hear me? He says, to walk on the substance of your hopes. I said, it's waiting on you to walk on the substance of what you're hoping for. The evidence will appear, the Lord said. I said, the evidence will appear. Now, what do you see? Tonight, when you lay your head down on your pillow or however you do it, I want to encourage you to expect to see things that maybe you didn't see before. Expect to hear things by the Spirit that maybe weren't as clear. Understand, confusion has been lifted off your life in the name of Jesus Christ. That deceptive spirit that is trying to hold you back and cloud your imagination and cloud your mind has been lifted in the name of Jesus Christ. It's up to you to maintain that place of freedom in the Spirit. Do you hear me? 
In other words, when I show up in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm going to take authority over everything that would hinder you from walking worthy of the Lord, from being fully pleasing unto Him, and from accomplishing and hitting the mark of the call of the high calling of God that is upon each and every one of your lives. Understand, you were called for divine purpose. You were called to hit the mark. You were called to finish the course. And you were called to take authority over all the works of the devil and not to underestimate the name of Jesus Christ, not to underestimate the power of the Holy Ghost, not to under, uh, underestimate who God has created you to be because you are the church of the living God and the gates of hell have no right, have no, I said they have no right to take authority over you. You need to take authority over them and you might as well shout amen in this house. Now, when he took me to the show, I'm minding my own business. I was preparing my heart for our Bible school students, and I knew John was uh, about to show up, and the Lord said, I want you to lay down right here in the middle of this floor before somebody comes, is what he told me. (laughs) He knew somebody was coming, evidently. Isn't that something how he knows stuff? This is CWI Landisville. I wrote it down as 5722 the night that I tell you what I seen. Sydney, you listen to this, my friend, please, and I know you are. I see a plow, <laughs> a very large bulldozer, preparing roadways into new areas. This dozer is a combination of prayer, praise, in other words, it's a combination of prayer and praise being pushed by the apostolic power of the word of faith, the word that will move things that are in the way and clear a pathway for the glory of God to manifest everywhere it is sent. I believe the apostolic call upon this ministry is increasing for such a time as this. Each one, has been, each one of you that has been joined to this vision of CWI will need to find your place in His grace to function in, in, in unison with the apostolic call upon the ministry here at CWI. Allow Him to position or reposition you into the grace He has placed on you. I have gone before you, so push with the plow, church. I said push with the plow. Let me read that one more time because I think some of you didn't hear me. I, I have gone before you, and now I could say, thus saith the Lord. I have gone before you, so push with the plow of the power which I have entrusted you with. My spirit will lead you in the ways you should go. And then he gave me Romans 8, 14. Most of you know what that says. As many as are what? By the who? Are the who? Well, welcome, sons of God. Divine alignment has been held back. When he spoke that to me, I'm thinking, you know, my mind will go crazy at times, and I've got to settle, and I thought, Lord, what, what are you saying? He said, divine alignment has been held back. But the time has come to align 
into my purpose and order of operation of grace. Now, I'd like you to turn in your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 1, if you would please. 2 Timothy chapter 1. You guys doing okay? I'm not hurting you or nothing. I'm not here to hurt you. <laughs> here to love on you, encourage you, build you up. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Let's read one verse here. Who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling. Say this with me. I have, I have received a holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to His purpose and grace, which He has given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. CWI, that's a scripture for you each and every one of you. Divine alignment has been held back, but the time has come to align into my purpose and order of operations of grace. And that's 2 Timothy 1.9. Obedience is a key. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 says, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. So, Many are called, the Lord told me, he said, many are called, but few are chosen. And I've, I've taught on that subject, I've taught on faithfulness, I've taught on commitment, I've, talk, I've, I've, I've taken into the area of not quitting. But he said, many are, are, are called, but few are chosen. And here's what he said to me, many answer a call from me, but few choose to obey and do what it requires to do in carrying it through. Let me read that to you one more time. Many answer a call from me, but few choose to obey and do what is required to do in carrying it through. The time to shift our wills to His will is here. I said the time to shift our wills to His will is here. Can you agree with me on that? Are you okay? Yes. Now, I want to talk about peace is the presence of God, not the absence of conflict. Can we agree on that? You'll find that in Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 13, I want you to know the umpire of your life. You know, if you got it good with the umpire, you can get away with some things. I, I loved to play baseball when I was a few years ago, probably 60. <laughs> maybe 55 too, but it was always good when you're playing little league baseball that you knew the guy that was behind the catcher, 
and I tried to get to know them because I wanted favor. I didn't understand what favor was, but you know what? If it was close to being a strike or a ball, I wanted it called a ball. Do you understand what I'm saying? If it was a close call on a base of getting to a base, I wanted it to be safe, not out, unless I was on the other team. In other words, they could miss it. You understand me? Umpires in the natural can miss a call. They can make a bad decision. But the umpire that you and I are talking to and referring to is the umpire of the Holy Spirit in your life. The umpire operating and knowing that you, you need to know his peace that passes all understanding, knowing that you need to know and have a connection with the Holy Spirit in your life so that everything you do, the movements you make, the decisions you make, the, the where you go and where you don't go, who you connect with, who you disconnect from, and especially as you go into the world and minister the gospel, as you, as you do the things that God has called you to do in the days that lie ahead, it's very, very vital that you walk in a realm of the peace of God that passes understanding. It's very, very vital that you understand that you can maintain the peace of God. So understanding that the peace of God upon your life will make the devil nervous and he'll overplay his hand and you can stand there and win your battles in the name of Jesus Christ. In other words, you become sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You're being led by the Holy Spirit. Your flesh is not dictating your way or humanity is not dictating your way or the needs of humanity is not dictating your way but you're being led by the spirit of God so that you're in the right place at the right time doing the right thing in the right frame of mind and you get God results is that what you want amen, amen. so as I look at this I want you to see in uh, you have to excuse me just a little bit Colossians Chapter 3, verse 15. I'm going to read this to you out of the Amplified Bible, if I could. It says, And let the peace, the soul harmony which comes from Christ, rule as an umpire continually. Say continually. In your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds. In that peaceful state to which as members of Christ's one body you were also called to live and be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. I seen new faces with new places. I seen that praise was going to be one of the one of the keys, and I also already repeated that that praise was going to bring breakthrough in many of your lives. When you take the time to set yourself aside and just start praising God in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your battle, 
when you just take the time and say, you know what? I'm not moving another budge. I'm going to give him praise. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to lift him up. Because why? Praise will bring you into a thing, a breakthrough into peace. And that peace that comes upon you will give you a solid ability to make wise decisions based in the midst of the fiery trials, the storms, the temptations that come in life. Understanding you don't need to be taken out early. You can live long and you can live strong and you can fulfill the call and will and purposes of God on your life, but you got to make a decision. I'm going to know him. I'm going to know the power of his resurrection, and it doesn't matter because they can't take me out until it's over. Because why? I am the redeemed of the Lord, and I will say so because he's redeemed me from the hand of the enemy. How about you? In other words, I've already been redeemed before I get into a mess. Can you shout amen? See, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, but the key is, a lot of people don't repeat it, is we love not our lives even unto death. In other words, you can't kill me when I'm already dead. Can you say amen? Because we've been crucified with Christ. It's not us who are living any longer, but it's Christ who's living in us. And we're living by the faith of the Son of God who loves us and gave himself for us. And you might as well say, Hallelujah! Y'all okay? <laughs> I want you to turn to John's gospel. John's gospel. Identify his peace, the umpire of your life. And I speak that over this mighty man of God and his wife and family. Because of the apostolic call that is upon this couple. Do you understand me? I know he stands in, a, in the office of a pastor right now. I know he's a great teacher and a, a powerful minister. But there's an apostolic call upon their life, whether you know that or not. He's a part, he's a connection, he's a vital part to what I know as an apostolic ministry. That ministry is called CWI. The last, the last D.I. stands for international. Do you understand me? Apostle Dale Armstrong, who has been a sent one, and I, I believe that he just can't help himself. You understand me? You understand? You, you probably just got to be with him a little while ago. But, you know, there's a passion in, in certain countries that God just keeps sending them over there. Do you, have you, if you figured that out, why? Because he has an apostolic call will understand the foundation of this house was built on the apostles and prophets. That's why they brought me in here. You understand me? In other words, we wanted to lay a good foundation so that we could go on into the future and it would never close up. Do you understand me? That it would fulfill the will and call and purposes of God upon it. And in other words, the nations are at stake and we need to do our part. We need to walk in our purpose. We need to come into unity and understand we're all a vital part of this. Are you with me? See, you might not go in, in, into other nations or you might. But bless God, you might go to Columbia. Woo! Oh, that was exciting. Thank you for doing that today. I'm like, oh, go rip hell apart right there. Amen. How do you do that? The love of Jesus. I said the love of Jesus. I like what the one brother that was in my, in my life earlier in my upbringing and uh, I went to the first time to the Ukraine with him. 
and uh, he, he said he had a Timothy ministry. He actually walked in a prophetic office, and uh, I had a chance to carry his bags. And uh, I just, it, tremendous things happened. There was total, total, total revival going on in uh, Kiev at that time. And we would go to the Bible school every day and just to see the fire and the passion on the, on the students, on the ministry, on the churches that we got to visit. And just to see how God was, was moving and operating and raising up uh, a wonderful, wonderful uh, men and women of God. And on the airplane, I was talking to him. His name was Ron, still is Ron. I don't believe he's changed it. Okay. Anyhow, I... He's, I, I said, well, brother, how do you do it? You understand, I'm learning. I'm, you know, I didn't know everything, and I still don't. <laughs> I, I know you guys do, but I don't. I'm still in process. And what I'm saying is, I said to him, I says, well, how do you do it? He says, brother, he says, a lot of people, the problem with them is they don't know how to show up. I said, what are you talking about? I think Paul might have put it in Romans 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a what? Holy, acceptable unto God, which is what? Reasonable. Reasonable service, being not conformed to this world, but being transformed by the what? The renewing of your mind, so that you can know. See, there's things God wants you to know. The good, acceptable, and perfect, and I want you to aim for the perfect. I said, I want CWI, I want you to aim for the perfect. There's an apostolic call upon this house. If you've joined your heart to this, to this work in, in, a, in a local church, understand. There's an apostolic calling upon this house. That means you join into it, you partner with it, you sow into it, you pray for it, and understand you're nation changers. Do you hear me? See, you might not leave Pennsylvania, that's up to the Lord in your life, but I want you to know you're still part of a world vision that is carried on a church that is called to the nations as well as to to the region in which it's planted. Does that make sense to you? So in understanding, Ron says, I just show up. He says, the difference is a lot of people get called and they're supposed to go and they don't move. See, you never know until you show up and hand somebody a lunch. You never know until you show up and you see somebody that's hurting and you know they're hurting and you say, you know what, could I just pray for you? And they say, please. And you show up as a living sacrifice, being a holy vessel, and you pray the blessing of God upon them. And you take authority over every evil work of the enemy that has tried to do them harm. And you speak health and healing and wholeness to their being. And you showed up, but at the same time, he showed up. There are places, what I've seen I've seen new faces with new places that God's going to show this ministry up in with the plow of what I believe is the apostolic push 
that has a strong word of faith message that carries an element of intercession, of prayer, and of praise. And that the praise was going to break through and there was going to be new openings, there's going to be new channels, there's going to be divine connections into new regions. Understand, I'm, try- I'm speaking to you to prepare you. I'm speaking this into the atmosphere so that the intercessors in this house will catch a hold of this and pray this thing through. Because the devil does not want it to happen, but the word of the Lord is going to go forth. It's going to have free course, and I believe that God's word will prevail. Can you say amen to that? In other words, let the word of God ring true in the name of Jesus Christ, but we've got to do our part. We've got to stand in our place. We've got to receive our grace, and we've got to walk worthy of the Lord each and every step of the way, and you might as well say amen. Can you do that? I know you can. Glory to God. You find John 14. Now, everything I've said, that's not to scare you by any intention. Because the key element to walking in the supernatural, to walking in your place of grace, to walking into the unknown, to going on the streets, to going to another uh, region, another nation, to going into danger zones, into war zones, is to know that God has called me to do so, to know that I got peace in my heart, and to know that He's given His angels charge over you to protect you and keep you in all your ways, to know that no weapon formed against you can prosper, to know that any any word spoken against you in judgment, in negativity, in witchcraft, that no weapon formed against you can prosper, and every tongue that's risen against you in judgment, you condemn it before it happens. Can you say amen? In other words, that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that you stand right before God because of the blood of Jesus Christ, because of the word of Calvary's cross because he purified you by his precious blood. He called you out of darkness into light for such a time as this and you're in this house tonight because this is a divine assignment because God's going to open up the channels of your heart and he's going to pour things into you and you're going to start to see, you're going to start to know, you're going to hear words from the Lord, you're going to understand some of you are going into dreams, into visions. In other words, what used to be confusion is going to become light and illumination because I believe believe God is calling you and me to walk in the light as he is in the light, to have fellowship, intimacy one with another so that the blood on a continual basis cleanses us and purifies us along the process of time and that we will start showing up in the destinations, in the purposes, in the, in, in the places that he's called us to. You hear me, church. John 14, 27. Now remember, Peace is your umpire. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's righteousness, peace, and joy. Where? In the Holy Ghost. Understanding that that peace is part of what you receive when you got saved. Understanding that Jesus Christ is your peace. Understanding that Christ is inside of you. He's greater than the devil and all the principalities, all the powers, all the rulers of darkness that are trying to hinder you or stop you or hold you back from the potential, the call, and the purposes of God that He's placed upon your life. Understand that you were meant to hit the mark of the call that is upon your life. God has given you everything 
everything that you need to fulfill your purpose and destiny. He has empowered you. He's given you gifts. He's placed it upon you. And He'll give you grace as you grow in grace and knowledge. You'll get more grace as you walk and stand in willingness and obedience. You're going to find out that He will strengthen you with might by His Spirit each step of the way. That He will fill you and flood you with the Holy Ghost and power. That you will understand like Jesus understands that you've been anointed for this day and this hour. That you've been called out of darkness into light for this day and this hour. For such a time as this you were born and you're not a mistake. That God has called you. He's put a seal of approval upon you. He's sealed you with the Holy Ghost. He's covered you with the blood. He's given you the precious word of the Lord. And that word will, will go strong and no weapon formed against you is able to prosper. Because you are the church of the living God. And you might as well say amen. Hallelujah. You find John 14 yet? Well, you guys are slow tonight. What's up with that? Huh? No, you're not. No. 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. What are you facing? What's your fear? What are you afraid of? What intimidates you? Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Amplifies says, peace I leave with you, my own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you, do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. Let me read that one more time. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed, and do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Now John 16:33 says these things have I spoken unto you that in me whereat in Christ in me you might have peace in the world I almost hate to tell you this church in the world you will <laughs> hallelujah in the world you shall have tribulation you shall have tests trials temptations, but be of good, say good, good. Cheer. cheer. Look at your neighbor. Say, cheer up! up. Going to be okay. Be okay. <laughs> I have overcome the world. That's your Jesus. That's your Lord. That's the King of Kings. That's the Lord of Lords. That's the God who's more than enough. That's the one who's for you, not against you. 
That's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end. That's the one who was, is, and is to come. That's the one that one day the sky is going to crack in the east. He's going to appear. The dead in Christ is going to arise. We which are alive and remain are going to be caught up together with Him in the air. And so shall we ever be with Him. But I want you to know between now and then, there's a job that needs done. And the apostolic thrust of this bulldozer of this house needs to push its way and clear the pathway for people to come out of darkness into light. There needs to be new churches raised up. There's churches that I see that God's going to raise up in the next few years in a supernatural fashion. There's men and women of God that He's going to raise up to be pastors and carry carry the mantle to pastor and to teach and to mentor them and to love them and to encourage them and to help them become bold and strong in the days that lie ahead. Understand this is not a time to sit around and say, oh, let's just sing Kumbaya, us four and no more, and we'll just have a hooping time. No, it's time to put feet onto what we believe and go do the work of the gospel because Jesus Christ told you and me, these works and greater works shall you do because he's going to daddy. And while I'm there, I'm going to send the Holy Ghost to you and that same spirit that raised me up from the dead, that's the one you're getting. And when you get him, you're going to have the power to perform in my name and miracles, signs and wonders and demonstrations of the goodness of who I am will manifest in your life. Don't be ashamed of this gospel, neither of the name, because it is still the power of God unto salvation. And I will show you my miraculous power if you will just start showing up. Hallelujah. One more scripture. We'll just let praise be a breakthrough. Let's push this bulldozer. Can you see this bulldozer or this apostolic call on this house? There's things that need to be established. Ministries that need to be established. New places with new faces. New works. Men and women that need raised up. And we're all part of it. See, I might not live here anymore, but I'm just as much a part of it as you are. And we're going to get her done, church. Can you say amen to that? In, in John 16, 33, I'll close there and turn it over to these awesome people in back of me. I have told you these things so that in me you might have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you will have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. Let me read that one more time to you. Because I know nobody here has gone through it, but maybe you have a friend or a relative that is going through some tribulation, some trials, some distress, and some frustration. But then Jesus said, be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have depraved it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Can you give him praise in this house? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe there's some things that the Lord will have me release uh, before the service is over. If he wants to do that, I'm willing to say that. But I believe it's time that we just worship the Lord together. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Pastor Sid, so very much. And I am so proud of you too. So, so proud. Hello.
invite you to stand with us. And Bob, I promise we won't sing Kumbaya. We'll <laughs> Amen. Let's just begin to minister to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you. So good, Lord. So good. We love you. That means the one who created this universe, the one who spoke everything into existence. He's here tonight. He holds the world in his hands. He holds you and I in his hands. And everything that we heard tonight isn't anything new to him. It might be new to you and I, but it's not new to him. It's been his plan all along. It's been what he wants to do to accomplish, to move in and through you and I. So just grab a hold of it tonight. Come on, wade out a little bit deeper. Go a little bit further. Let's go swimming into the Spirit of the Lord, into the river. Father, we just invite you to come, to come in greater ways, in greater manifestations. Lord, we long for your presence to grow, to swell, to fill this house, to fill our temple, Lord, that we might become like you in every way, that we might be the examples in our communities, in our states, in the nations, Lord. Someone say, <laughs> yeah, do it, Lord. I mean, tell him, tell him, do it, Lord. Do it in me, Lord. Father, send workers. Send workers to the nation. Send workers to those who are ready to hear it. Send workers to my community, Lord. Send workers to my state. Send workers to the states up and down the eastern seaboard, Lord. 
That means us too, Father. Send us. We're willing. We're ready. We're able. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just say the name of Jesus for a little bit. Jesus. Jesus, the name that's above every name. Jesus, we exalt you. We lift you up, Jesus. We bless you. We declare that you are our Lord, our God, our King. We declare and we stand upon the rock, Jesus. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for giving your life, Jesus. Thank you for taking our sin upon yourself. Thank you for, for cleansing us of all unrighteousness. Father, I thank you for giving to us your righteousness, for putting it to our account, for making a way to call us your own. Father, we bless you. We exalt you. We praise you. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Come on, church. Praise him. Exalt him. Lift him up. Tell him with your own voice. Tell him with your own mouth. You are worthy of our praise. Glory to the name of Jesus. Oh, glory to the name of Jesus. Oh, hail the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If our breakthrough is going to come through praise, why did y'all stop? Come on, let's praise Him. Let's worship Him. Lord, we worship you. We worship you. We long for that breakthrough, Lord. We want to go the whole way. We don't want to stop short. Lord, we are your answer in the earth today. We're willing to go. We're willing to start those new works. We're willing to fill the earth with your glory. We long for it. We desire it, Lord. We just exalt you. We exalt you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I declare that the name of Jesus is above every name. I worship you, Lord. I leap for joy. I exalt you, Lord. Sunday Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be your name, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We glorify you. We make your name beautiful, Father. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Father, we love you. We love you, Lord. Father, we bless you. We exalt you. You've been good to us. You've been, you've been faithful to us. You've been merciful to us. You've kept us when it looked like we weren't going to be kept. You delivered us when it didn't look like there was going to be deliverance. You've set our feet upon a rock. Oh, Father, I bless you. I exalt you, Jesus. I exalt you. I thank you, Lord. Thank you for the miracles you've done in this house. Thank you for the healing that you've given to us. Thank you for the times you, you brought us out. You lifted us up. You set us free. You broke the chains. You made a way where there wasn't a way. You opened up our ears when we couldn't hear. You gave us eyes to see when we were blind. You gave us an understanding that we didn't have. You gave us a heart of flesh to be soft again. 
Thank you, Lord, for these things. We exalt you. Thank you for sending your spirit to live within us, to lead us, to guide us, to direct us. You didn't leave us alone, but, Father, you're with us. You with us, Emmanuel, with us, God with us. We bless you, Lord. I bless you, Lord. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for being with us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 My King, my God, my Lord, Come on, let's just pray in the spirit. Worthy is the name of Jesus. Father, I bless you. Come on, let's just pray out the mysteries in the Spirit. Mysteries in the Spirit. Lay the groundwork for what the Lord is about to do. Pray it out in the spirit. Declare it forth in the spirit. Dobeyara bahande. Yes, se biela mando de hikando. Lembe shiela mando de hikira mande heto. Lord, we bless you. We call it into existence, Lord. We call it in from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Father, we lift you up and we declare you're going to be glorified in this state of Pennsylvania. You're going to be glorified in this nation of these United States of America. You're going to be, be glorified in North America, in Central America, in South America. Father, from one end to the other. Yeah, there's coming a day. There's coming a day. There's coming a day. We're going to see things that we haven't seen yet. We're going to walk in the supernatural like we haven't experienced yet. Yeah, Jesus is going to be lifted up and glorified in our time. In our time. In this season. This is the season of refreshing. So just grab it, man. Just grab it and receive it for you. Yeah, Father, we agree with that. We agree with that. We declare it is so. Your will be done. Your kingdom come here in this place, 
here in Pennsylvania, here in this nation. I bless you for it, Lord. I bless you for it. And I say, be it. Let it be done. Let it be done here in us. Start in us, Lord. Revive us in a new way, in a fresh way. We turn to you, Lord, in the, in the corners, in the areas that we've, we've been holding back and we've been afraid or, or, or places where, where we've not been willing to go, Lord. We're willing now. We're ready now. We want to jump into it now, Lord. Yes, today is the day, and we receive it and walk in it in Jesus' name. If there's pain in your abdomen, if you're having some stomach issues right now, I'm going to ask you to place your hands upon your midsection. We're going to speak the name of Jesus Christ over you. There's things that are going to take place in your system. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, just suddenly, things are going to start working and flowing the way they ought to be without the issues that you've been having in the past. The other thing I've seen is I've seen some folks were having some ear ringing some things that were taking place in their ears and they were just being tormented even if it hit you in the middle of the night and it'll wake you up. That's going to cease tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. I said it's going to cease tonight in the name of Jesus. The other thing that I want, I've, I've seen is there's some arthritic pain. Some, some folks in here are having some, time, some problems in their knees, in their legs, and in their hips. Right now, we're going to speak the name of Jesus Christ over you. That pain's going to leave. I said it's going to leave. That torment's going to leave. That sickness is going to leave. There's healing in the house of God. I said there's healing in the house of God. The healer's in the house tonight. It's up to you to receive what belongs to you. If I didn't mention it, I want you to know there's all things are possible to him who believe it. And with God, all things are possible. There's miracles in this house tonight. There's miracles in this house tonight. There's healing in this house tonight. There's freedom in this house tonight. And it belongs to you. Just reach out and take it by faith. When we speak the name of Jesus over you, expect a miracle. Expect a breakthrough. Expect your healing. Expect that manifestation of the goodness of God to manifest in your life in the name of Jesus. The greatest miracle is saying yes to Jesus. The greatest miracle is allowing the Word of God to change your mind. The greatest miracle is to step out of the boat of fear and onto the water of faith. The greatest miracle is allowing and receiving what Jesus says for you. The greatest miracle is doing all that so that you can be a miracle for someone else. Allow the Lord, say yes to him and allow him to change you, change your mindset, change the way you do things, expand your horizons, be a doer of, of something different than what you are right now. That's where the Lord is. He's out on that water. So say yes to Jesus. It's a simple saying yes and being willing 
and obedient to follow your Lord and your master. I will lead you, I will guide you, I will direct you, I will be in that move of the Spirit that I placed in your heart for this person, for that person, but you have to step out in faith. I want to use you, I want to touch you, I want to anoint you to take you way beyond you ever thought of. Because I'm a good God, I'm a loving God, I'm a caring God, and nothing is too hard for me. So don't limit me. Don't limit me as far as individuals or as far as what I want to do in this church. Because I have plans for this church. I have from the very beginning, I put it in Pastor Dale's heart. And I put it in Pastor Sid's heart. So it's time to work it's time to step out. It's time to love people. It's time to have compassion for people. But don't put limits on me. Don't put limits on me. I say again, don't put limits on me. Because it's time to move. It's time to show the glory of God. But it's not about you. It's about the one that lives in you and wants to work in and through you to accomplish great and mighty things, to bring people into my kingdom because that's what it's all about. It's time to bring people into my kingdom. It's time to show my love for this world, my love for whosoever in Jesus' name. You're wait, waiting for me to uh, close the meeting. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. I told you the other week that the key to getting drunk is to keep drinking. <laughs> I'm talking about drunk in the spirit. All right? I, I haven't had enough. I haven't had enough. There's more that I desire. There's more that I want from the Lord. And He said, if you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. So whatever that looks like for you, if you want to sit there in silence and be in the Lord's presence, or if you want to sing or praise or pray in the Spirit, whatever that be, I just invite you to join me in an expectation, in a confident expectation of the Lord being glorified further yet. Of us going further and deeper into the presence of the Lord. I don't want to go home just wet up to my knees. I want to go home having swum in the river. So let's just take a hold of it by faith. Let's receive from the Lord. Gloria, 
The seeds were sown. The seeds are sown. I just hear the Lord and I see in the Spirit and I say to you, look down at your feet and look at the seed sown. There's no lack. There's no lack of seed sown. There's no lack of opportunity, says the Lord. There's no lack of opportunity for you. There's so many seeds sown tonight that you can't help but step on them. You can't help but move in the spirit all around and just not step all over them. There's seed sown. Which part of the plow are you going to be? Which part of the plow are you going to be? Take a step out. The Lord says, take a step out. Take a step out. Take a step out with me. You'll see. You'll see how good I am. So take a step out. Take a step out with me. I just see in the spirit Peter uh, hopping out of the boat. You know, I don't, I don't see it the way that the Bible depicts it or whether people wait to actually or the way people talk about it. I see, I see him just hopping out of the boat because he's so excited 
that he gets to go out in the water with, a, with, a, with the Lord Jesus? Are we, how, why are we just so excited to jump out of the boat that we've been rocking in all our lives like little babies? God's saying, come on out. Come on and grow up. Kind of grow up with me on the water. Step out. It's time to step out with me. He's saying, step out with me, and I will, be with, I will be there with you. And you won't sink, even if you look to the waves. Guess what? I'm going to be there to pick you right back out, because you stepped out with me. There's no lack of seed tonight. There's no lack of opportunity. It's all over the place. In fact, it's growing, the Lord says. There's growing. There's more opportunities than you can possibly imagine around you. Know what is mine for you, says the Lord. Know your piece of the plow and step out, step out with me. Seed Seed doesn't do any good on a pile. Seed doesn't do any good on a pile. (laughs) Who's going to go scattering with me? Come on, who's going to go scattering with me? We're going to scatter that seed. We're going to take it. We're going to take it to the east, to the west, to the north, and the south. I know two places. I know two places we're going to take the seed. We're going to take the seed. I know two places that we're going to take this seed. And that ain't it. We're going to go further. We're going to go further. We're going to go faster. We're going to go with the bags. We're going to go with the trucks. We're going to go with the train cars. Come on. We're going to go scattering the seed. If you could sit down, please. You can sit on the floor. That's okay, too. I was asking the Lord, all right, Lord, show us what to do next. And he showed me exactly what to do. So I'm going to ask those of you that are willing to commit to this and to see it through as intercessors and as prayer warriors. To in a moment to stand up. And by standing, that's going to be acknowledging that that you're going to, to be in this fight. And that you're going to pray it through. You're going to see it through. And that you'll do what's necessary as a, as a, as a person of prayer. To see, these, 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 to see church plants birth. To see the things that the Lord has had in the foundation of this church for years now. To start seeing those things come to pass in the very near future. So if you're willing to commit to, to be a prayer intercessor for that, I want you to stand up. Don't just stand up because your neighbor's standing up. Stand up because, man, you're planning on praying this thing through. You're planning on birthing this through through prayer. All right, look around you. Look around you. See who's standing up because we want want to know who our prayer warriors are, who our intercessors are, okay? So that we can call on you to pray these things out. Okay, sit back down. So we're going to need people that are willing to go physically to help. Physically to plant churches. Physically. Maybe even, maybe even, something as wild as moving and changing um, where you live. Okay? To, to start a work. 
I'm not going to ask you to commit to moving away tonight. What I'm going to ask you to do is would you commit, in a moment I want you to stand up those that will commit to this part, and that is, is to going with me and helping to start these works physically. Meaning, maybe you'll go and, and, and you'll hold the weekend of service there. Or maybe you'll go and help with the worship one weekend. Or, but you will be a physical presence at these locations. Not, not meaning to move there, but in assisting to start the work. If you have this in your heart, and if the Lord has ministered this to you and is prompting this to you, I want you to stand up. Okay, again, look around, see who's standing up. What I want you to do is I want you to send me an email, okay? Those of you, um, I'll tell you what, you can sit down. Those of you that promised to, to be prayer intercessors, I want you to send an email to me just saying that you were one of the ones that stood up promising to be an intercessor and to help birth this through. If you were one of the ones that stood up and said, I'll go help, I'll go help in person, I want you to send me an email with that just saying that you were one of the ones that stood up for that so that I know who I can call on, alright? Who, who I can ask, will it work for you to go? And uh, if, if you're needing an email address, you can pick up a business card in the back and um, you can send it to the email address on, any, on the uh, regular church card or if mine's back there, you can use that. <clears throat> In fact, on the bulletin, is the email on there or is that just the prayer email? Where's Debbie? That's just the prayer, okay. Uh, in fact, you can use this email. Info, like the word information, info at churchoftheword.com. No, is that right? Yeah. I think so. Send an email and see what happens. Alright, the next thing, I'm not going to ask you to stand up on this, but I want you to, to be aware of it. So obviously there's also going to be a financial part in this, right? So let's believe God together that any financial needs that come up in, the, in this move of planting and moving and expanding the kingdom of God locally and, and in the states around us, believe God for the finances to do it and to carry it out. Alright? It's not on any one person alone. We'll do it together, but it's going to take all of us, and let's, let's unite our faith to do that. One of my pleasures in life is planting seed. And I'm going to be the first one to plant a seed. into the fertilence of what the pastor's saying here, connecting with the vision of this house. And that's really, there was nothing said tonight that isn't part of the vision of this house. Is that correct? I don't believe I stepped out of line or I threw something in there that took anybody by surprise if, if you've been a part of this ministry. But this is a now time. I believe in God for a lot of things in my life and ministry and what the Lord has a hold. And when there's good ground, 
and you know you get a harvest from it, I'd be stupid not to think that uh, I think I ought to plant a seed. How about you? So I'm not asking you to do that tonight, but I'm going to say I want to be a part of this. I want to do my part. I want to do my praying. I want to do my going or giving of what, what God has given me in, into the furtherance of, of the gospel and planting churches and taking new territory in plowing with what we understand is the bulldozer of this house, that apostolic call upon this great church of going forth and raising up and establishing the things that need to take place for people to come to Jesus Christ, for people to be discipled, to be raised up, for people to be able to experience what you get to experience every week and throughout the week. Aren't you glad you're in a great church? Aren't you, I mean, aren't you blessed that you, you're in a family that, that is absolutely in love with each other? Aren't you blessed that you can come into the presence of the Lord and, and just, I mean, receive from Him and be loved on and blessed and fed and fed well. Well, we're blessed, my brother and sister. So I, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I don't know what, what, you've got a special account for this, Sid, or whatever, but uh, this goes in it. There are ways and means, say it, the Spirit of Grace, ways and means that I will make for you so that you can step into the creativity that needs to take place within your means and within your place of grace. The creativity is in the atmosphere of this house. Creative things that need to be invented, new ideas that need to come into focus. I believe that concludes witty inventions. I believe that includes businesses that have not yet been started yet or have not gotten on their feet yet. It takes shifts, it takes changes, but it takes wisdom. Wisdom is always the principal thing. It's always the first thing. When we lack, we ask. When we ask, we ask in faith. When we ask in faith, we receive. And when you receive, you've got to do that which He shows you to do because nothing ever takes place unless you put action to your faith. I said nothing ever takes place until you put action to your faith. Faith without works is always dead. And the problem with so many people, they can have an idea, they can have a dream, they can have a thought, they can have an inspiration, they can be sitting on the Word of the Lord, but they never put action to what they believe, and therefore they never get the results of the Word of the Lord, of the vision, of the dream, of the thought, of the inspiration, of the business, of, of, of basically how many things have never been invented because nobody put action to what they've seen, what they heard what they believe would make a lot of money but they never even started see unless you start you'll never tap into the things that you need what I mean by that you start where you are you're faithful with a little he'll give you more each step of the way when you take the thought and you say you know what I don't have the money to do that well how much money do you have how much prayer time have you put into that how, how, how many people have you told about it? Because why? Sometimes it only takes 
one divine connection to bring the ways and the means into your house, into your life, to be able to supply what the need is so that that business can get on its feet, so that creativity can come into manifestation. I have a dear friend of mine who had a, had a dream years and years ago about a witty invention. He just showed me pictures of it because why? He's in the process of getting it patent, and I guarantee you it's going to rock your world when you see it. It's so simple, but I guarantee you it's going to take off like a skyrocket, and it's going to bring multitudes, multitudes, multitudes of finances into the body of Christ because why? He gives us the power to obtain wealth, to establish something. It's called His covenant, and His promise to you and me is we got to take this gospel to the nations. we got to make certain that every man, woman, boy, and girl has at least had the opportunity one time to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. This is the season to bring the harvest in. It takes resources. It takes money to do it. But I want you to know you got a good, good daddy. He's not broke, and he has plenty laid up in store for every one of us. And all we got to do is tap in by faith, because when we give, it's given unto us good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. When we give, we don't give grudgingly. We don't give a necessity. He loves what kind of giver? A cheerful giver. And when we give in the right heart and the right mind, he makes all grace abound towards you for one reason. That's so that you can accomplish all the good works that need to be accomplished through your life and through the house of God. Because why? There's a world that needs Jesus Christ. And it's up to us to do our part. So it's up to you to soar by faith. Stand in the presence of the Lord and start believing for the impossible to take possible in your life. Because he is still the God of the impossible. Whoever it is that doesn't have the courage to give what the Lord's given you to say or do, <clears throat> you're not going to outweigh me. Is that you? <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I think somebody here has, there's something the Lord wants you to say. And... Um, you're not sure about that. But I want to hear it. This is not a time to sit back on your laurels. This is a time for you to step up. There's things that need to be removed. Do not sit back and watch others carry this. You have a part to play. Now step into it. I will help you. I will be there. But I want to use each of you. Are you willing? My plan is for all of you not just part of you. Are you willing? The Lord laid this on my heart a couple weeks ago. Um, and and I, I think he wants me to deliver it now. You know, we serve a God of order, right? We serve a God who always has a plan for everything that he does. And Jen comes up here every Saturday and gives incredible revelation on, on how God wants to increase you. 
Well, if he wants to increase you, then he has a plan for that increase. Do you? Do you have a plan for where that money's going to go when God gives you a raise? Do you have a plan for where that money is going to go when God gives you a promotion or where God blesses you with a lump sum? Do you have a plan for that increase? Because if God has a plan for it and you don't, you're tying his hands from getting it to you. So have a plan for that increase. That's good. Thank you. Father, we thank you that you ministered to us tonight, that you expanded us, that you brought vision alive within us. Father, you do have a plan, and we just say yes to your plan. We say, be it unto us, just like you said. And Lord, thank you. For not letting us just sit on the shelf. So we honor you. and We bless you. Thank you. We are your sheep. You own the pasture and the sheep. <laughs> Lord, we're not our own. And we're really happy about that. Lord, as we go tonight, continue to stir within us the thing you started tonight. Lord, I'm asking you that you would stir it within us. That it would grow with pressure on the inside of us. That it wouldn't be something that, Father, that we go away and we wonder, I don't know, maybe we were just excited. But Lord, it's something that that you keep stirring in our spirit and that it just becomes so much a part of our DNA that, that we have to move on it. We have to step out on the water. I thank you for helping us in this. And those of us, Father, that aren't sure that we want to, help us to be willing. Help us want to want to. Father, I present myself, my family, and the sheep that you put into my care before you for your service, to glorify you, to lift you up, to make you look good in these parts, in this nation. So thank you again for ministering to us tonight. We just bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. And amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Bob, for coming and, and sharing this evening with us and stirring us up. We're going to have a basket at the door where you can put a love gift for him in. And uh, you just make it out to CWI, but if you would, put it in the memo field or on the envelope um, that is for Bob, and we'll make sure all of it gets to him and blesses him. And in the meantime, tonight when you go, expect an incubation.
to be taking place on the inside of you. And the things that we, that we declared and we agreed to and that we shouted on and, and that we stood on, that those things are going to begin to expand on the inside of you. And it's going to grow. I don't know if any of you have ever watched um, what they call starter for like uh, sourdough bread. You know, it's just a little bit. And you come back a few days later and it's a bigger amount. It grows, it expands. And it's a living thing. Well, on the inside of us, that's going to happen. Right? It's going to expand and grow and it's a living thing. So, So expect it. To grow and do exactly that. Alright, one way we love God in this house is we love on each other. And um, we, we minister to each other. So make sure you do that as we go. We do have a time of fellowship downstairs that everyone is invited to. My beautiful family, wow, are you glad to be here tonight? We are the most blessed people on the face of the earth. I truly believe that, and I'm just glad to be doing life with all of you. I think we all are glad to be doing life with one another, amen? I'd love to encourage you in the Word of God tonight. And I, this is a word of the Lord. Let, let me just start off with this. If a relative died and it was a really good relative that loved you, and you're in the room with the reading of the will, and you knew that they loved you and they had something for you, but you didn't know what. Would you be excited? Would you be attentive? Would you be at the edge of your seat? You would, because you know something really good is coming. Well, this is the will and testimony of Jesus Christ, and he's got something good for all of us tonight. Glory to God. Are you excited? Amen. First John chapter four. And we know and believe the love that God has for us. God is love and he, and he, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we. Glory to God. Right now, in this world, there is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts down all fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not made, been made perfect in love. Now that take a humble pill with that, right? If you're in fear, you haven't been perfected in love. Look at verse 19. We love him because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God who he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. 
why do we praise God? Why do we worship him? Why do we thank him? Right there, because he first loved me. And he loved me when I didn't deserve it. He loved me when I was in my sin and when I was going straight to hell. And he loved you too in that position. Amen. Why do we praise him? Why do we live with the shed of the love of God shed abroad in our heart? Because he first loved me. Amen. Let's stand up together tonight as family. And let's praise him and show him our love by giving him our heart tonight in praise and worship. Hey. Hallelujah. I didn't know they had humble pills. But <laughs> I need a bottle of those. I think. Hallelujah. Moses must have figured that out. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a way to connect with God. Just lifting him up in praise. Hallelujah. Thanking him. Flinging the gates wide open. Praising his name. Hallelujah. are so grateful that you came out of the cement and mortar and block temple of the Old Testament and chose to move inside this flesh, this bone, these cartilages, these cells of human beings habitating, tabernacling inside of each one of us. What an incredible thing that inside of us is the very nature of God himself, the very love that he is, the very essence of that love. And it's been shed abroad. It's been released through this temple, through this habitation. Jesus, we're so grateful to you that you provided that sacrifice and that opportunity to whosoever would come in and receive the perfect sacrifice that you gave, that you did, the laying down of your life for each and every one of us. Oh, it's our desire <laughs> that that love shine bright, that that love shed broad out from inside out to every person that you bring into our sphere of influence. Lord, that we can reflect the very essence of your son Jesus as a son of God in the family of God. Father, we just thank you tonight for the love of God in this place. Lord, we just thank you for the Holy Spirit released to do 
You are celebrated. You are desired. You are wanted to move and dwell among us, Jesus. You are celebrated in this place. So have your way. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm so glad you're here tonight. I can't wait to see what Jesus is going to do. Glory to God. To the move of God. Praises of highway. Praises of highway. To the throne of God. Praises of highway. To the heart of God. Well, good evening, everyone. It's good to see you all tonight. Good to see you all enjoying each other's fellowship. Well, we'd like to welcome you here if you're here for the very first time. So can you raise your hand if this is your first time at Church of the Word International? Anyone for the first time? All right. Well, we're glad to have Janelle back with us from Iraq. She's been gone for some time. <laughs> she downstairs. Okay. Well, she'll hear us. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to prepare to return the tithe to the Lord. So if you need a cash envelope for your giving, just raise your hand and an usher will bring one to you. And as always, if you're giving by credit card, do fill out all of the blanks. How many know God is a good God? Yeah. He is the blesser, the giver of all good things. That's what he does. He's in the blessing business. He's not in the badness business, right? Well, who does he want to get his goodness over to? Who's the recipients? Me, you, right? His children. I'm going to read a few scriptures. I wrote some down to help save some time, but I just want to stir you in this for a moment. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. So every good, every perfect gift, anything good, it comes from him. And he doesn't change from that. That is who he is. Psalms 35, 27, the last part of that verse says, The Lord takes delight in the prosperity, or some translations say welfare, of his servants. Psalms 24, 5 and 6 says this, They will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God their Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, God of Jacob. So what did it say? Those that seek his face will receive blessing from the Lord. Psalms 25, 12 and 13. Who then are those who fear the Lord? He will instruct them in the ways they should choose. They, those that fear the Lord, they that have asked the Lord about what way they should go, they will spend their days in prosperity. All right? How about Psalms 34? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How about John 10.10? 10? The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I have come, Jesus said, that they may have life and have it more abundantly. I mean, we could go on all night. There's scriptures in 2 Corinthians 9 that talks about how he wants to uh, see you enriched in every way. All right, you might be saying, well, what's your point? We, you, you talk about this all the time. We know these things. Why are you ready for, you know, something a little unusual? 
I just really felt this is not the typical thing that we talk about a lot. We usually emphasize the giving side when we talk about you know, offerings and things. But this is the direction I know the Lord wanted me to, to go tonight. So are you open to receiving from God? All of his blessings. Are you open to receiving from God? We just talked about all these ways about how God wants to bless, that he's good, and he wants to flow this out onto us. Many times, not everybody, but there are times when, when you go to receive something, somebody wants to give you something in the natural. And there's like this, no, 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 don't give that to me. But why? Who's giving it to you? Is it from God? Well, if it's a good thing, now I'll get, I'll get to the other balance of that, but for a moment here. You know, many times, you know, okay, well, God wants to, I'm open to receiving peace from God. I'm open to receiving his, um, the blessing of strength. I'm open to receiving the blessing of supernatural ability to do something he's called me to do. Um, I'm open to receive his wisdom. But now somebody wants to pay my meal? Oh, no, no. We're going to fight to the death over that tab. (laughs) Why? Why push God away? Because if you're going to push him away in one area, how do you know when it's going to stop from pushing him away in another area? So let's be open to the goodness of God in every area. You know his goodness is going to come through people, right? Right? You know, he's not just going to airmail you a check to pay your electric bill and it's going to say, you know, for, you know, address heaven, return address heaven. It's somebody's going to have done that in the natural because he moves through people. So consider what you're pushing away, what you're saying no to. Now, I grew up in a, in a I was surrounded with observing this type of thing. You fought to the death, (laughs) okay, figuratively, because, you know, we're all living here, about who's going to pay what, you know? And, I mean, I saw, I mean, it was long and drawn out. It'd carry out to the parking lot sometimes. (laughs) That was, so I understand that mentality very, very much. And I'm not saying that there's not times that God would say, no, don't receive that. I mean, that's a whole nother sermon about, God not receiving every offering. And there's a whole other side of, you know, for instance, here's an example of not receiving. You know, suppose God dealt with me to go mow your yard. And then, you know, that individual comes out and says, like, oh, I want to pay you for that. Not, no, the Lord, I, no, I need to sow that to you. Please receive that. So I might say no in that case. You know, Paul said this. He called financial gifts, giving financial gifts, he said it's a matter of giving and receiving. A matter of giving and receiving. And we know the law of sowing and reaping. Do you believe in both? Do you act on both? Now we pray about where to sow. We pray about where to give, right? Well, the same should be on the other side. You know, be checking. And I'm not saying you have to go away and for five minutes and pray as someone's putting some cash in your hand and you got to pray about whether I need to, you know, let go of my hand or not. I'm saying, are you checking on the inside? Are you checking? Lord, is this from you? Should, you know, and maybe he'll say, yes, receive that. Now I want you to go sew it over here. Or maybe he'll say, yes, I just, want to, I just want to shower you with some goodness today. Right? So 
Believe in both sides of that coin. Understand that God wants to flow his goodness, his blessings to you, and don't have the valve shut, you know, like, I'm not, be wide open to God to receive all that he wants. And this is, I know, this is kind of unusual, isn't it? We normally talk about, you know, the, the giving side, but be open to receive from God. He, he loves us, and it's going to come through people. Amen. So be checking. Lord, is this something from you? Do I receive this? Do I receive it and then sow it? Or, like I said, there are times that, that the Lord would say, do not receive that. So, again, pray on both sides of that. All right, well, let's take a hold of our tithe and let's, let's pray and return it to the Lord. Father, we're so grateful tonight to be here, to know that you're always with us, to know that you love us, to know that you're faithful, that you care for us. You're such a good provider, and so we just return the tithe to you with grateful hearts, thankful hearts, and Lord, just show us how to be more open to you, more receptive to you, more um, available to you so that your blessings can flow to us and through us and that we could walk in all that you've created us to be. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name and amen. And the ushers can pass the baskets and the people will return to the tithe to the Lord. All right, in the bulletin here, we have just as... By the way, it's Mother's Day this Sunday, so happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers. I know many of us have had godly examples, mothers to, you know, it's a gift. If you still have your mother, you should be glad and thankful and value her. I'm glad that I still have mine, and I'll see her in a couple weeks. So there's a small gift in the back. All you mothers may pick one up. Uh, sign up for VBS is downstairs in the basement. You can sign up for volunteering, um, pre-register your children. There's many ways you can help with VBS. Um, if you cannot physically come and volunteer your time, there's always financial uh, gifts you can do or if you want to provide some snacks. So see uh, Kelly Burroughs or the sign-up sheet downstairs. The ladies' breakfast is coming up um, Saturday, May 21st, and we have a sign-up sheet in the back. And it is important to sign up because we set a place for every name on that list. So, also, we are receiving white elephant table donations. So, be thinking about that. CWI Families Group has a smoked meat cook-off coming up. <laughs> so, if you want to be uh, a part of that, that's on May 30th. That's going to be at the Burroughs Home, 3.30 to 7.30. And you can sign up on the, using the link on the family's Facebook page, or talk to Kelly. One more sign-up. We've got a lot of sign-ups, so hopefully we have enough pens back there. Uh, foundations class is fixing to start again. So that's for, you know, if you're new here to the church, or maybe you've been attending for a while, and you would just like to, um, you know, become more solid in some foundational truths, uh, this class is for you. It starts Saturday, June 4th. Um, runs 4.30 before church, so Saturday, on Saturdays at 4.30, and it'll run for nine weeks. So that sign-up sheet is also in the back. All right, Karen has some things to share with us on CityGate, so I'll let her have the mic. Thank you. How many of you know that we are a great the Great Commission Mission Church? How many of you know that? All you have to do is look around this room, and you'll see the world 
that this church ministers and sends out to, but we're also a local mission church. And everybody from Columbia, will you come on up that have gone to Columbia? Uh, we're going we're gonna to be talking a little bit and let these people share. Um, we hit the streets in Columbia. It's unlike Lancaster. They, they meet and minister to people in a local place. We go with bags of lunches and hit the streets. We don't know what to expect. We don't know what we're getting into. However, we are led by the Holy Spirit, and we're excited what God's going to do in advance of what happens because something always great happens. So we're going we're gonna to let you share a, a, a little bit, okay, not a paragraph, a few, you know, just your heart from the Holy Spirit. And this is the young man that recently just went all the way from, New, from England, right? Well, it was the first time that I'd been on such a mission because I'd never been out to do that before on the streets, knocking doors or anything like that. So for me, it was interesting. It was a learning experience, and I learned very much from my son-in-law, Troy, there, who has a confidence which I didn't have. But now I have. So from that point of view, we talked to a number of people. I let him explain who we spoke to because he was translating for me. Every time I spoke, he translated what I was saying because they couldn't understand much about me, could they, Troy? No, it was very good. But... But thank you for the opportunity. It was good to be out there with God's people, and, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, which was surprising, because I wasn't expecting to enjoy it. Oh, really? Because I'd never done that before. And, and so being a new experience, I was sort of putting my toe in the water. But when I get home, I shall be more enthusiastic about that now. Praise the, Lord. So praise the Lord. Does that encourage you? I just enjoy um, being able to bless people with food. Uh, I'm involved in, in doing some of the food for it. And uh, just being able to pray with, pray with people, whatever their needs are. And it's just a blessing to, to serve in that way. I have to be honest. I stood here instead of there to avoid the microphone. And then she went to that end. So anyway, thank you, Karen. Um, yeah, yes, we, we did have an enjoyable time. And one of the things that I'm learning each time we go out is that it's not necessarily about the fact that each person accepts Jesus as their Savior on the spot. It's about the love that we can share with these people. It's about giving attention to people who may not have attention at their homes, about just being someone that's there and who cares and who can share who Christ is through the way they are. And that's what my father-in-law and I were doing when we were going from person to person. We had an opportunity at one uh, corner where there were loads of people all gathered around, and as it turned out, there was a young lady who was missing. And they were all worried about where this young lady was and was she going to be able to come home safely. So what we did is we asked if all of them would get together and we just formed a prayer circle. And we prayed together along with these other people that this young lady would come home, she would be safe, and she would find the Lord as well. Uh, this past week was my first time going, and I'll be transparent, and the reason why I hadn't gone up to this point was because I was using my two young children as a reason not to go, because I thought they were too young for me to take them. So um, Kevin had, a, had talked to me after church a couple weeks ago and said, from now on, we're all going. And so we all went. And, um, and so Mom and I took Kaylee, 
and she's my five-year-old, and so we, we hit the streets, and we went down towards the river, and um, she said to Kaylee, uh, I want you to share a scripture with all of the people that we talk to, and Kaylee is a very black and white person, so that means you don't leave anybody without sharing the scripture, and so um, we we had already come across, we didn't know that Kevin and uh, Samuel and Nathan had already, or Katie had already hit a lot of the areas we had, so we came across this one guy who was fishing, and uh, he said, well, he said, you're the second people that's approached me here, he's like, maybe it's a sign I should take a lunch, so he took the lunch, and we started walking away, and, and uh, Kaylee said, wait a minute, I didn't give my scripture, so we walked back, and she gave the scripture, and she gave John 3.16. And um, what, I, what, what um, touched me the most was watching my five-year-old um, be so concerned about she was told she was going to share a scripture, and she wanted to make sure everybody heard it. And everybody that um, we stopped and talked to would even get down at her level, and a couple of them just... Were, they, they teared up and they walked away because they, you knew they were probably going to cry because they were um, amazed at the presence of God that a five-year-old would carry. And so that was, that was our, my first experience. Well, I'm not going to share experience, but we, I've had many. We've been going for a while, Nathan and I, down, down in, um, in the city, but now in, in uh, Columbia because the city closed down. Uh, so, but I want to ask you a question. I, I want to ask you, like, have you ever, think about yourself, don't look at your neighbors. Have you ever had an experience where you met somebody or you were at a store or you were somewhere and you knew that the Lord wanted you to say something to somebody? Something. Ask them that they needed to prayer for healing, whatever. Raise your hand if that's ever happened to you. Okay? All right. Most people, right? Raise your hand if you, if you, if there's a time in your life that you didn't do it. Right? Okay, that's pretty much everybody that raised their hand, right? All right, so God is giving you a chance to reduce and eliminate that fear in your life. Because the only thing that stopped you from doing that is just fear. And God, God set up a situation for us in this church to have, go monthly down into Columbia. Maybe some of you guys were scared about Columbia. It's not scary. It's awesome, actually. And the presence of God's there with us. And God's given you all a chance to break that fear off your life. Even if it's once a month, once every quarter, once a year, once. Go once, and just like Troy's father-in-law, you'll come back and say, I, would you say I surprisingly really enjoyed it? Is that what you said? Yeah. You'll surprisingly enjoy it because the presence of God will be on you, and fear will be removed, and you'll get free. Amen. Oops, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> so the first time I went with Dad, um, we... Well, it doesn't matter what person. Okay. Second it was a person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> we went into the store, and we, and somebody asked to be saved. Yeah. And we did that for them. Um, and when she got saved, we prayed for her, and it just made me want to cry because s- s- another person's free, and they're going to heaven. And, um, yeah. All 
I really like I really love going to City Gate because we get to share the love of Jesus and uh, help people to come to Jesus and just see how it, the move of Jesus just comes to them. Well, I'm going to throw a little plug in here to start with. <clears throat> We're doing a series at Home Group, Honor to Whom Honors. If you haven't been Home Group, get online, it's Keith Moore, and listen to it. God honors us every time we go out. I mean, look at my kids. It's an honor. God shows up on each one of them and to see how they minister to kids or people, anybody. I mean, even Nathan, I mean, he goes up and he'll pray for kids. I mean, how old is he? And, and people, yeah, nine. Kaylee, Katie, Kaylee, they're small. People just melt. When, they, when the word of God comes out of their mouth, they melt. So if God's in you and you go out there, God's going to move in you. He, his presence is going to come upon you, and you're going to say stuff you're like, I don't even know where that came from. But he's going to move in a mighty way. Um, I think the biggest thing with going there is I love to watch God move, like you were saying. And just, like, if you're considering it and the reason you're not going is because you're afraid, like Kevin was saying, just try it. I promise you, I have gotten so much bolder while I was there. I didn't like to talk at first and kind of just stared at the ground. Um, But now I am a lot more bold to talk to people and really enjoy it. And God has worked a lot in my heart as well as people we've been talking to. So I highly encourage coming if you haven't been. It's been amazing watching her boldness come out because we usually walk around together. So that's been awesome for me. But um, we've had a lot of people when we ask if they want a free lunch, they look at us like we have six heads. They're like, what do you mean free? And so that's been, it's been really neat to see their walls break down when we ask about a free lunch and then it opens the door for us to share and just tell them that God sees them and he loves them. And so that's been really cool. I've gone twice, and I think it's neat getting to know these people better through going. Um, That's been a blessing to me. And um, sometimes you run into the same people, and the one gentleman we saw the one time we prayed for him, I think he um, was looking for a job. And then we saw him next month, and he got a job, but was a little anxious, so we prayed with him again. And he was coming back from church, I think, that time. Um, so yeah, you plant seeds and it's really neat getting to pray with people. I do like the planting and watering part of it. That's my favorite part and bringing light into the darkness, their darkness and just being real one-on-one and, uh, listening to them. God gives word of knowledge all the time and it's, it's a blessing to be in the position. <laughs> okay, out of the comfort zone once again. Say, so, but I, I didn't want to go, but got talked into, it, and I said, why not give it a try? So it's like, uh, first couple of times, like, God, I ain't no good at this. I'm not as good as so and so, you know. And then I quit going for a couple months. <laughs> but then I went to Encounter Church, a friend's church, and I encountered God there, and it was like, well, if you know to do something good, go and do it. It's like, oh, shoot. <laughs> so, like, okay. <laughs> it's like, like, okay, Lord. So, I went, I've been going with her, and we, you know, it's like, 
no one was coming. I didn't know what to do, what to say, and I started complaining. I ain't coming again. God said, yes, you are. <laughs> so, okay, but God showed up the last couple of months, and people were coming, and it's like, awesome, because it's like, wow, Lord, <laughs> I'm going to quit griping and complaining and just do it. So, And, and it, I get blessed. I do. I get a blessing, like, and it's like, oh, wow. And my faith just goes up here, and it's like, oh. Thank you, Lord. You get more thankful because you see these people hurting and you get to pray for them. It might not be eloquent because I'm not eloquent, but it comes to my heart and God blesses them. So. so you're just getting a taste of how wonderful it is and, it, and an invitation is going out to everyone first Sunday of every month we do this. And I want to really thank Jill and Mim, who put the lunches together faithfully. And Cindy's done it in Lancaster, too, for many, many years. So this has been an ongoing work, but we'd love for all of you to get involved. And as you can see, try it. Just come and try it. We always go out two by two, sometimes three by three, so you're never alone. Of course, we're not alone. We have the Lord. Amen. So thank you all for coming and your faithfulness. Why don't we thank the Lord for what he's doing in Citygate, Columbia. Thank you very much. Isn't Jesus wonderful? Happy Mother's Day to uh, all of you mothers. And uh, in fact, let's, let's pray a blessing over each one of you right now. Father, we thank you so much that you are in your foresight and foreknowledge that you created mothers, and we're grateful for that. And so I ask you, Lord, to bless every mother in this house, every mother listening by the internet, Lord, that right now, that you would just by your grace come on and in them with your spirit, strengthen them, give them the rest they need. We just declare peace and victory over you in Jesus' name refreshing in the Spirit of the Lord. And amen.